0: Today's episode is brought to you by Zola. To start your free wedding website or registry on Zola, go to zola.com slash braincandy. That's Z-O-L-A dot braincandy. And for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter braincandy40 when you subscribe.
1: Susie, feeling
0: kind of spooky. (laughs) That's right. When is this? Let's see. Well, it's episode 266, but you're right. We are still feeling spooks. Spookalicious. How do you feel? Like, I feel like you're extra spooky this year. Well,
1: I'll tell you, I just had such a busy October that it took me too long Mm
0: -hmm. to get all
1: my Halloween decorations up. I think I might just have to leave them up after for a little while, too.
0: You have the best decorations and some
1: of them i'm not even gonna take down they are just uh, like i bought a crystal ball for real like like, where i bought it on etsy like this perfectly shaped ball that's made of like crystal what's
0: inside quartz? like
1: nothing it's clear and it's like super cool and i'm just like putting it up with my like halloween decorations but maybe stand it did but maybe it'll stay up there
0: Do you ever look in it and see? Like, I think I sound? should.
1: Not yet.
0: Mmm. I like uh, the sound of I this. Oh,
1: maybe I'll like, I don't know, predict your future.
0: My God.
1: I see episode two hundred and sixty seven in
0: your future. <laughs> my God, she's prescient. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. What's on the old agenda? Hmm? Mm. Oh, so much to talk about. How about this for depressing? Oh, Okay, let's hear it. I'm sure maybe you saw the um, Nobel Prize winning physicist, a uh, fellow named Leon Letterman or Lederman, died recently. He was responsible for working with subatomic particles and he wrote a book called the god particle oh my god Very famous yes. guy.
1: oh that's a really interesting he's the the guy
0: he's the guy he was 96 oh, the depressed nice. yeah and and like had a wonderful uh wife that he loved and all of that jazz but apparently had to sell his nobel prize to cover his medical bills no because we live in america
1: Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Right. There was a Nobel Prize for sale and I didn't know? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's awful.
0: It's, well, it speaks to a problem that even when you're white, male, straight, successful, if you get sick, Mm. you might go broke. Oh, my God. And luckily, he had something of value to sell. To cover those bills. Because uh, it is a
1: real bitch. So did he... I mean, was it like this was beyond what his health care would pay? I mean... Yeah.
0: He, I think there are lifetime max oh situations. My God. And he lit...
1: That's horrible. You live to be too old and all of a sudden you got to sell your prized possessions from...
0: Like, and he couldn't give it to a family member or whatever. He had oh. to sell it. And it's like, you know... And... This is a guy working on making the world better, right? In the area of not exactly medicine, but related yeah, field, yeah. And well, they all borrow ideas, you know. And and he his had to the darn were, thing. Was,
1: were really important. I mean, yeah. obviously, Nobel Prize winning.
0: Yeah. His, Do you know about that God particle? Yeah. I mean, he just basically had this i uh, idea that there was a part of the the uh, human genome that was predisposed to look for a higher power Mm -hmm. and he explored that notion and it it was groundbreaking like nobody even he coined the term god particle Mm -hmm. so anyway it just bummed me out and i was like because we talked about the lady nobel prize winner and that was a bummer because she didn't even have a freaking wikipedia page (laughs) I'm sure this guy does, yeah. but what good does that do when you got a bill to pay?
1: Oh my God. I can't believe that. Yeah. And so, then, you know, yeah.
0: Bummer. But what if? I mean, there's not much, like, even when I talk to doctors, like the, I haven't heard anyone say, here's what we should do.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. You are totally correct. Like I haven't heard. any the solution. And, yeah. And I was in public mental health la- like three semesters ago or so. And let me tell you it was the most depressing class, and our professor was like I, gotta know that. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just reporting the news, and let's just keep our fingers crossed that it gets better, and thank goodness we're in California where some people are trying to do some things a little different, but
0: but like you it's know when you look at best. other countries that have different versions of health care mm-hmm. or government or single payer or whatever I mean they don't have all the answers either mm-hmm. there are problems." Mm-hmm. With those models, and so I don't know what the answer is. I just know that it's real sad when people get sick and can't afford to live.
1: I just know that I'd be very happy to make ten percent, even more than that, less than what I'm making right now, if it meant that that ten to twenty percent or whatever it was went to making sure that somebody like that doesn't die.
0: I can't figure out um, how most people like I'm sort I'm it all totally out. With that.
1: Especially yeah. if I were making a bunch of money,
0: mm-hmm. but it's not the case usually. Yeah,
1: like how about like let's not buy that extra yacht and like instead, <laughs> the extra yacht.
0: You know, I don't know. What are these do big, you hang out with guys? a lot of people with yachts? No, right.
1: It's rare, right? Yeah, but I'm thinking that if you have a yacht, maybe you have more than one yacht. Maybe don't buy the other one. Maybe like give your money. to I just read that
0: would... Betsy DeVos has eleven.
1: Oh, see. Motherfucker. I knew. Sorry, Linda. I knew there's somebody who has one. They got a whole fleet. Yeah. Come on.
0: Right.
1: Her, oh, that was a, those are so like, you know what the cost of one
0: of those things is? Right. Well, didn't you read about when one of her, somebody untethered her one yacht? Oh,
1: oh. no, and, I didn't read that. And it just that. like went off
0: floating down the ocean. And like, I guess they they rescued it or whatever, but it was like a $10 million yacht. And that was only one of them.
1: Oh my God! I'm, I'm like, I think 10 million is an under is an underestimate
0: too. of the yacht.
1: Uh huh. Like of how much it would cost, because I think they cost so much money to make, and then it's like that a million a year, if not more, just to maintain it.
0: Well, she's got enough.
1: Oh my God! It, it was an article so in gross. Vanity Fair,
0: and it was talking about her and her husband in the families that they come from and how they are... It's like, you know, that uh, famous um, conspiracy theory about the Roths, Rothschild family? Yeah. What's the famous
1: conspiracy theory, though?
0: That they rule the world. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know.
0: Wait a minute. Which one are you referring to?
1: Well, no. I mean, like, I, I thought there was, like, more to the... I was well, saying, like, oh, those, like, yeah. Well, there's those
0: videos on YouTube. What the hell are they called? Um,
1: like all the Illuminati
0: stuff? Or Basically. Yeah. They have a particular name that's not coming to oh, me, but... The world or- new world order, new
1: <laughs> Much name and conspiracy theories shit.
0: I think it starts with a Q. Oh, anyway, a Q. Huh? They, darn. Anyway, they are big on this idea that the Rothschilds are orchestrating pretty much everything mm. from the printing of money to the banking system to, I think even like the electrical grids. Whoa. I mean, there are people that really believe that. You know, this one family has got the lock. Mm. I think it's just like maybe ten families. Yeah,
1: I, I think <laughs> I think that there might not be too much. Uh, uh, I think that would be
0: true. It's, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, regardless though of how much money you have, you should be able to invest some of it and get some some loot and have.
1: So one day you could buy a yacht.
0: Yeah, who knows? Uh, And Robinhood is the investing app that we are using. It lets you buy and sell stocks. And what I like about it is that you don't have to be these billionaires to do it. You can be uh, just everybody is, is open to investing at whatever dollar amount they have available to them. It's not intimidating. You just fill out a little thing, and it helps you decide where... Um, you might want to put your money if you want to do it by your interest or otherwise, there's no cost or commission fees, which most brokerages charge a lot of money for every trade. Um, it's super easy to use. And then you just sort of learn by doing, you learn how to invest, build your portfolio, even if you have 20 bucks. And what I really love is that Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock.
1: So you can get
0: Apple or Ford or Sprint to help, you build your portfolio. You just sign up at braincandy.robinhood.com. That's braincandy.robinhood.com. And uh, it's just real fun. And you can learn a lot about the stock market, which can seem very intimidating if you're not familiar.
1: Yes, it can.
0: I like that. Making it accessible to all income levels. Um, moving on. Did you read about... Well. This is ancient history, so I'm acting like it's, like, in the news. Yeah? They're the youngest mom in history. Huh. Oh. From Peru.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: How old? Oh, no. Oh, no. How old is she? youngest Nine. Five. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm so grossed out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's happening? 19- <laughs> 1933. How? Oh, oh. Oh, thank God. Right, it's ancient history. Oh, thank That's you. what I'm I so said. glad you said. I, What's I, the difference?
1: Well, I don't know you could sometimes you just say things like like you know like she's
0: pregnant right now and like like It's <laughs> ancient
1: history like it's an article from 2017. Like kind of like how you say like oh I'm not long for this world when you mean I'm going to go to sleep, not like I'm going to die, you know. So I'm just making sure like like how hyperbolic are we being with this ancient history?
0: Okay. But that means she, I don't know if she's still alive, but she wouldn't be that terribly oh old. What is What's the story? Okay, so this gal was five, and her parents took her to the doctor because of a, a bulging abdomen. And they did some tests and discovered that she was seven and a half months pregnant. Oh. And she had what they called precocious puberty period since the age of three, which no. was is like a medical anomaly. Because later in the article, it said no one else has been found to have that ever, so I'm not really sure on like why they have a name for something if only one person has ever had it. This
1: makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like yeah. I don't even know what's happening inside my body right now.
0: <laughs> Neither did she. Oh, so God. she took uh, kept the baby to term. Uh, I, believe, I can't believe it was that a
1: five year old body could do that.
0: Yeah, it was delivered a month early. Uh, because of her small pelvis via C section.
1: Even then? Okay, that would have been awful.
0: Yeah. So and this, she survived? They were raised as siblings. And then when the boy, the son was 10, they broke the news. And. Um, Who got her pregnant? We don't know. So initially they arrested the dad because, you know
1: hmm
0: all signs point to mm-hmm. but they had to release him because of lack of evidence oh my god um it wouldn't be that way now of course oh because oh, we could determine didn't. yeah but <gasps> oh the god. son is i think at least the son maybe the mom are still alive so we could still determine that they probably don't want to know yeah. she they said that they asked her when she was five but her answers were, like, confusing because yeah. they don't even know she knows. Oh and God. she refuses interviews with, like, Reuters and, and all the outlets. Yeah. So she's not interested in, like, you know, exploring.
1: Us, like, feeling okay it. with her situation, yeah.
0: It's insane, though. That's
1: really sad.
0: Five years old.
1: I can't imagine.
0: It's, like, when you I, really I, think I can't. about it. I,
1: it's, like, hard for my brain to even, like, understand
0: well, then, you, then if my mind went to she happened to be this unusual person who had a period from that age. And you think about all the abused kids yeah. who there's no evidence because there cannot be a baby. Yeah. And then it Ooh, makes me even makes more me disgusted. Maybe
1: there are some who stop I feel doing like things after the period starts. For sure there oh, are. Oh, my God. Do
0: you have the stats on how frequent, like... Abuses, is like prepubescent abuse oh my
1: gosh uh, i mean i'm
0: putting you on the spot but yeah, i'm just curious. no
1: i don't i do know that the stats that we have on sexual assault are all usually under the age of 18 like the ones that they throw on like six out of ten women have experienced really? sexual abuse yeah and from from my understanding that's under the age of 18 i'll do a quick search though I mean,
0: be- I guess we'll never know, though, because I'm sure most are unreported, especially if we're talking about are. freaking a five-year-old. Yeah,
1: and anything that happens like within the family.
0: But the 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 son maybe the son is dead, but he was healthy and lived a quote unquote normal life. Mm. So Man. I don't know. Isn't that bonky? Yeah. Somebody sent that. Thank you to the Brainiac that sent that to me. I wish I had your name handy, but thank you for sending it. I just wrote back, OMG! Yeah. Like I don't even know what to say. Um, changing the subject. Oh, what- it's
1: one of fi- one in five girls and one in twenty boys is a victim of child sexual abuse. Jeez. And during the course of their lifetime, ah, uh, it's that six and ten. Wow. That's sick. It says, according to a 2003 National Institute of Justice report, three out of every four adolescents who have been sexually assaulted were victimized by someone they knew well. Mm. So.
0: What do you think about changing the subject, the uh, Banksy art Oh my God, I love it. Tell me why. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So for anybody who did not see this, Banksy, where do you even start with this? So... Uh, How do you say that? Sotheby's Sotheby's Mm -hmm. auction. They're like the big famous art auction. They were holding an auction of one of Banksy's uh, works. Mm -hmm. Now, why this is messed up is that Banksy is anonymous and his work is anonymous. So he doesn't get the money that 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 money is being sold and going into the pocket of the...
0: How did art Sotheby's
1: dealer. get it then? I, somehow how he set it up. Like he...
0: How could he set it up but not be seller, paid?
1: I don't know. But he's... Hmm, that's a good question. Because I saw this on his account. And I looked at his, Banksy's Twitter, or not Twitter, Instagram yeah. and his website to see it. So however long ago, he created a piece of art that had a built-in shredder in the frame. And so this uh, this piece of art, which now we're unsure how it got to Sotheby's to be sold, um, went up for auction and sold for $1.2 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was like 800 and something something pounds. As soon as the gavel hit that it was sold, the shredder turned on and the entire painting, it was kind of like a piece of paper, really, goes through the shredder and gets three-fourths of it gets shredded. And the look on the faces of everyone in that auction, oh my gosh, that was priceless. That's the real work of art right there. Oh man, I mean, people were like shocked. They were trying to stop it, like trying to take it off the wall, but it just kept going. And it's a, it's a it's one of his more well-known pieces. It's like a graffiti works. It's a little girl who's like going to reach out for a red balloon that's floating away. And uh, yeah, straight through the shredder.
0: Why do you love it?
1: I love it because it's exactly what he's trying like the point he's trying to make is like art is supposed to be con- like the art that he's putting out it are, there are political statements and they're supposed to be consumed by the masses and you know the whole like he's a street artist and why street art is so fantastic is because nobody profits off of it nobody it's not something that you can take down and put in a museum and charge admission for or sell like it's it's stuff that's that uh could be gone the next day, you know, painted over. It's, it's more of a, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely not what fine art that goes into a painting, like, you know, into a picture frame and then is sold to somebody else and then auctioned off and then blah, 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 blah. Like the people who Banksy art is made for are not the people who are spending a hundred or spending $1.2 million on it. Hmm. So he was like giving a big "fu" to the people who think that the Banksy art is for them. And when real, that's why I think he does all those things like, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, he, it was him and he set up a, or maybe it wasn't him doing it, but he put all, he had a whole bunch of, of art that he put out at one of those little stands in New York city where, you know, some guy who. And there's a million of these little stands, and you know, people are offering like $20 for them. And you know, those were all original Banksys that got sold for like 20 bucks. And one woman's like, Oh, I'll take like two for 20. Mm -hmm. And oh, sure, here you go. That's, and then as soon as people found out it was him, all of a sudden it was like, Oh my God, go there, try to find it. They're gonna be worth millions. And he's like showing you that that's not the point of art. What do you think?
0: Well, you know, I do feel like. What is a work of all art is the Holly and Tanager beautiful backpack purses that are now available. Oh, oh I love a backpack purse. I know. Oh, hello. <laughs> 90s me is dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the co-founders of Holly and Tanager, they wanted the perfect backpack tote to carry their items in an organized manner. And... They were born to keep up with your busy schedule but, like, be super organized, which I'm kind of obsessed with. And I'm also, like, obsessed with bags in general now. I've become a bag lady. Same. But, like, Um, you know, cute bag lady. Yeah, of course. And they wanted the the backpack to be, like, if you're on the go, if you're jet setting, if you're, you know, just, like, a woman about town. And then you can convert your backpack to a tote or a cross-body bag. Love it. So it's, like, you know... If you're a professional lady and you go to a bunch of different things, then this is the perfect bag for you. It's super stylish. I'm not even going to tell my mom about it because she's been... She'll lose her mind. (laughs) It's insane because my mom is, like, the most stylish gal you ever met. Like, she's in her 70s, but, like, she's like a... What's that lady... They did the documentary about that. I love that with the big glasses. and the Oh my gosh. Jewelry. Yeah.
1: I want to call her Edna, but that's not it. Starts it. With it's, the knee. Yeah. Edna something, but that's anyway. totally just the one from the Incredibles that I'm talking about. <laughs> who I think that was based off of
0: it has a bunch of interior pockets. So like they have a spot for your phone, whatever you got going on. And, uh, it's just it's really cute. I'll post some pictures on my Instagram so you can see how nice it is. Um, here are some things that fit inside the backpack tote, your laptop, notebooks tennis shoes can fit in the bottom compartment your water bottle or wine bottle Ooh. in my case
1: yeah
0: uh yoga mat fits through the bottom compartment so cool in addition to the professional backpack toad holly and tanager offers other extraordinary everyday handbags you don't see every day as a listener of brain candy you get 15 percent off your order visit holly and tanager.com slash brain candy and use promo code brain candy at checkout I love new stuff that's, like, fun and different. So check it out. Go to their website and see what you think. Awesome.
1: So what do you think about that? Well,
0: I guess, like, just to be a curmudgeon. Yes. I guess I would question, why shouldn't art be profitable? If you're a talented artist, if you have a gift, why is it different than a vocal ability or, Mm. you know, some other talent, dance? Where you use your body and your talent and your skills, and then someone pays you for it because it's valuable to their life. I, I guess that I understand that he's rejecting consumerism in general. And, like, the, remember, he, did you see how yeah. he made that, like, Disney, like, faux Disneyland? Oh, yeah. the and one it was, like, creepy as hell.
1: And then he did something... That's like a play on the Waldorf Astoria, but it's something like something else. And it's in like, where is it in? I don't know. I want to say it's in like Bethlehem or like
0: something like. Something crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, okay, we get it. You have a big point about something. Oh my God, I love it. But like they say that with the Shredder thing, it's probably worth more now. Yeah. It's part of the biggest prank in art history. And now whoever bought it, it's worth even more.
1: I'm just dying. But what he I didn't think. didn't
0: accomplish what he said.
1: The the buyer is a mystery. The person who bought it. So it was all part of the whole thing, I think.
0: I didn't know the buyer was so a mystery. The buy, it's, that I part's j- fun. Yeah.
1: So the buyer, nobody knows who the buyer is. So what it looks like is he bought it, he gave, He provided it, and then he bought it. Okay. And he showed it so that everybody can see. I do And also, I would do it as like a, stop reproducing my art.
0: Like is pe- that what his message is?
1: Yeah. And like I, he posted another thing recently of somebody who contacted him from Russia saying that there's, they're open up, opening up a Russian Banksy exhibit, uh, implying that he's behind it and he's doing it. And then Banksy responded to this person online and like in a direct message really and was like, well, you know, I can't, what, what can I really do? I can't, um, like I can't talk about somebody stealing my art when he's essentially like, it's almost the same thing that he's doing in a way. I should read it because it really is interesting and it is his like, uh, his take on, on what people are doing and, like, what they're doing with this art. I know it.
0: that, like, when he's dead and gone, we'll probably never know because he'll sign assign somebody to, like, take over and yeah, yeah. he'll just keep doing it. But, like, I always get annoyed with people like him.
1: So here's the thing. It says, "Hey Banksy, saw this ad and thought of you." And it's this big sign, and you know, talking about how this exhibit's coming up. It says, "You're funny." What? And then Banksy responded, "You're funny. What the hell is that?" And it says, "It's an, ex- an exhibition of your work in Moscow. They're charging 20 pounds to get in." LOL. And then his response was, I wish I could find it funny. What's the opposite of LOL? And the person said, I think it's LOL, which is hilarious. And he said, you know, it's got nothing to do with me, right? I don't charge people to see my art unless there's a fairground wheel as in like, you know, it's at a carnival and like they're already charging to get into my arts there. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've made it look kind of legit. Do you think you should probably do something about this? Can't you put out a press release? And he says, hmm, I'm not sure I'm the best person to complain about people putting up pictures without getting permission. Since that's like part of his whole thing of like taking pictures of things, reproducing it. And he says, the person says, nah, mate, it's the principal. It's a ripoff. You have to do something. And Banksy says, I wouldn't know where to start. And then somebody said, by posting a screen grab of this conversation. And Banksy replied, LOL. And posted a screen grab of the conversation on his.
0: Where was the conversation from?
1: It looks like it's from its direct message on either his direct message or it's a text message.
0: That's what I want to know. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, it looks like text.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Well. The, yeah, so. I don't know. I get it, but like, it's exhausting to me. Like, okay, now I gotta be mad about art. Oh my gosh! Well, on his on his
1: website or on his Instagram, he has the video up, and underneath the only thing it says is, "The urge to destroy is also a creative urge," Picasso. That yeah, would, I, Picasso I would
0: agree that. with that. Yeah. All right, weirdo, but whatever.
1: Oh, I mean like the other guy is like painting black holes in in grounds that people are walking into. That's the thing.
0: I do not have an artist mentality. I do not get it. It bugs me.
1: But the fact that it bugs you is still an emotional – it's evoking an emotional response for you. Not their art. They're
0: annoying personalities. Well, I think it's kind of all part of it. Especially when they're white men. Yeah, that's true.
1: And which Banksy is.
0: Yeah, because you're not that good at hiding, dipshit. Right. We all know who you are. Do we? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. He's been caught several times.
1: Oh, I want to know who he is. I well, know he's a, like a white English guy, but that's all I know.
0: <laughs> well, it's real lack... You know, what's the word? Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic, Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. He looks that? like every other oh, white okay. guy. Yeah. Anywho, if he was like a person of color, I'd be into it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or a <laughs> so woman, that should secretly t- a yeah, woman. If that that tells you anything about like my yep, yep, values. Yep, 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 um, But on this, I guess in the same vein, I was reading, well, he would hate this. (laughs) I was watching a video about the history of logos, Oh, um, which are are art, but for consumerism. So it's the opposite of Banksy. And it was really, really interesting. It was asking the question, there were two videos, but one was asking the question, what makes a good logo? What do you think is a good one?
1: Oh, I think Adidas is a great one. Nike is a great one, even McDonald's. I think something that's mm. simple has a limited color palette is easily um, you know you can put you you don't need to like even small or really big it has the same message you know if something's very de- like I almost think the Starbucks logo is too detailed, and I think I would have to check but I think it started much more detailed yeah, and then became that's right. s-
0: simplified Yeah, because I
1: think they also probably understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you're here. right.
0: It said, it was talking about that, how it needs to look good or it needs to look the same at 16 by 16 pixels and on a billboard.
1: 16 by 16 feet.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard to totally. do. Um, but it was describing how for many years, well, it talked about how it, even in antiquity, People used logos um, on their shields. Totally. And then also, like. Pottery. Yeah, like if you were a trader, you wanted everyone to know what you traded in. So you'd make, like, an elephant if you traded, like, that kind of. Elephant. Yeah, or whatever you made. And then people that couldn't read would be able to tell. Weird. Yeah. Nope, gone we're referring to things you don't know about, which yeah. is that Sarah had a headphone problem. Um, what were you saying? We were
1: saying selling elephants. You you have oh, yeah, a picture yeah. of an elephant.
0: You sell an elephant. So then it was saying how, like, every logos were literal until um, Chase Bank.
1: What?
0: That was the first, huh? Yeah. Decided... They didn't want it to be literal. They wanted it to be abstract. They Do were... you
1: think it's because it's a very abstract name? Or, oh, I see. It could have been a picture of money or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, got like, it, what it. are I'm you? I'm on board.
0: Yeah. But they um, were the second most powerful bank in the whole country. So they were like, we just want a symbol. Mm-hmm. And so then the uh, company that designs the logos was like, had to come up with, like, what is a symbol, you know, that isn't li- it's harder than you think
1: the weirdest thing is i can't Im- for.
0: it's that like I can't blue it. it's like kind of a square but it has rounded edges and it's like four different parts yeah. are you a chase bank user no yeah That's i'm a Chase why. bank user well what the hell were we talking i don't about? know we had to break again yeah so crazy whatever what i really i mean what i always want to talk about what i really want to talk about is love oh it's all you need yeah. It's something good for you and me. What, <laughs> what song is that? Oh, V E,
1: Something good for you what and me. What is that? I a love cheer? I lo- oh, actually. What is that? That is just a cheer from camp. So there you go.
0: That's nice. Oh, yeah. That's a really nice message. And like message. They, they
1: divide the camp in half, and then they say it, and like, one, they do one half against the other to get louder and louder and louder. Who could be the loudest of saying I love you? So tell me what you love.
0: It is something good for you and me. It's yeah. Zola. If you're getting hitched. We have the perfect wedding planning and registry experience so that you can be happier and your guests will be happier because you don't make them run all over God's green earth trying to figure out what to get you (laughs) and all that stuff. Um, Tons and tons of couples have used Zola because it takes the stress out of your wedding planning. They have save the dates and invitations. They have a wedding registry that's free, easy to use. And like the save the date and invitation designs, they're... They have over 100 different designs, so you can Ooh. find one in your style. Free guest addressing, free matching envelopes, friend, friendly prices, free wedding websites that match all of Zola's save-the-dates-and-invitations, free guest list manager. I mean, come on!
1: That's everything free. <laughs>
0: right. And... Uh, So you can have everything at your fingertips and design it, make it very personal, and your guests will thank you because they can also buy your gift there. They have over 500 top brands. They have honeymoon funds and like different weird uh, like wine experience, whatever, Ooh, that. group gifting, and then couples get 20% off their remaining gifts on the registry for six months after the wedding, which is really nice. If you sign up, go to Zola.com slash braincandy to get 30% off your Save the Dates and Invitations order. That's dot acom slash braincandy, and you get 30% off your Save the Dates and Invitations order. And it's like a one-stop shop situation. That's great. Um, yeah, we have to keep, like, pausing because, like, Sarah's witchy powers are, like, making, like, weird interference on our, whatever. (sighs) Sorry, not sorry. So we were talking about logos. Yeah. And so Chase was like, we want it to be abstract, so they designed this. And the guy was saying how when you're making a symbolic logo, the less that you say, the better. Oh, Which is interesting, but it should still be like derivative of like what you're about. So like in some way, either you want to show that you're strong or you want to show that you're family friendly or whatever it is Mm -hmm, that your mm -hmm. organization or company represents. And then um, he said, we always have to figure out what our clients want and it's not usually what they tell us. So like, oh. I find that to be true too. Like, it's and I'm sure with, with job, everything, uh-huh. people don't know all the time what no, they want. No, they don't. Well, they think they yeah. know.
1: Cause it's like, we are,
0: you have to read between the lines. Totally, What they're saying versus what you know to be true. And yep. then it's probably somewhere in the middle. Yep. Um, and then Sarah was right about that, about the size needs to be consistent and the look of it, no matter whether it's miniature mm-hmm. or super huge. And then, um. One funny thing was this designer who, he had made like the Time Magazine logo, oh the God, like everything people.com logo, like everything that I could Man, think of. I was like, okay. That's a
1: real skill.
0: Yeah, and he was saying that he was creating the logo, or the, I guess that you'd call it a logo, for the band Blue Oyster Cult, <gasps> and he <gasps> used the font from the Gutenberg Bible, which is a... I'm sure you can picture like what an old-timey Bible font would look like mm-hmm. and created the blue oyster cult logo and then it evoked like, you know, edgy and old-timey but sinister and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then that's what then he based the AC/DC logo on. Oh. And they have that same vibe going on where it's like kind of like lightning bolty but also like old world oh, Yeah. And then he said that Metallica and all of the- I, Metallica
1: was the one that was coming up in my head yeah. of like- What, what you that could picture. W- yeah. Yep.
0: And that they, they all sort of embraced that same look and then became, you know, the sort of quintessential yeah. metal music logo. And I thought that was so cool. Led Zeppelin does have a cool logo. What do you like about those it? those
1: ones. It just, like, I like the ones that look kind of like, you hit the nail on the head where it's, like, kind of spooky a little. Yeah. What is that about?
0: Right. ACDC,
1: well, Led Zeppelin, they all, even Pink Floyd is, like, really...
0: They want it to be, like, like sinister yeah. or, like, edgy, of course. Oh, I love that. And I thought the how ironic that that came from a Bible font. Uh-huh. You know, who... But when you think about it, it makes sense, but it's one of those things where it's unexpected. Yeah. And
1: who's the band that does the upside down cross? Mm. There's one who, and it's like a popular band, not like.
0: I was going to ask you about your necklace with the upside down. Oh, it looks like an upside down cross. I was like, she is taking this. Oh my God.
1: No, it's just a plus sign. I've had this for like ever.
0: Okay. It's like a little, just a little. All right. I guess because it has a clasp, then yeah. it, it elongates oh, that, that edge. That's good to know
1: when I'm wearing it <laughs> around my clients and they're going to be like, oh, what's well, going on I've over here? the
0: witchy thing on the brain though because that's, yeah. what, you know, your whole thing. Yeah. You're world. just going to
1: watch me slowly become like Stevie Nicks. So
0: <laughs> Slowly? Yeah.
1: Or quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, have a, like a, hor- a logo that you think is like the worst logo?
0: Let me think about that.
1: When things are the wrong color, it bugs me. Like, there's a bank that's green, like, their logo's green. And I'm like, what are you doing with this green logo? Which is weird because you'd think that green is money and all that. Yeah. But I'm like, why are you putting my recycling and environmentally friendly food and, and that color with your bank logo that is clearly supposed to be red, blue, or blue?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like when they, they violate almost the, the social norms of what the colors are. Like, I've, because we know that um, yellow and red like are appetite stimulants and kind of trigger the part of your brain that yeah. says like, I'm hungry. I think it's the color orange does and red and yellow together, like something in your your brain, like process them together. Who knows? But you'll usually find fast food restaurants with orange and yellow or red and yellow in their logo. Mm-hmm. Banks are be blue because blue conveys like confidence and like you can trust them mm-hmm. or red, which is also like a power color and you can trust them or they're confident in like where you put your money. But when they go rogue,
0: like, I, have, what are the, doing? I have the same reaction that everyone does when somebody changes their logo. Uh huh. Everyone hates it, but then you just get used to it. Like when Instagram changed their app oh, decal, that's right. and everyone was like, "This is stupid. It looks dumb." And then there was what was the other one? Something similar. You know who I,
1: I don't like is Starbucks. Uber's update. Like What's Uber different? used to be like a U thing, and now it looks almost like a C, like a backward C. And I just don't understand where the, the Uber
0: It's the thing. shape of the thing that they all have in the back of their rear view window yeah. that picks up the signal. Oh. I guess that's the reason that they changed it. Yeah. But I agree with But was with like you. that
1: the regular shape of that thing, or did... Yeah, that's okay. the shape
0: of the thing all along, but I don't mm. know why they decided to make that. Mm-hmm. I guess so that when you'd see it in the back of a rear view... Uh, no. Or you know the rear, sorry, the rear yeah. window. Then it you'd be like, come. oh, Uber, 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 and then oh. the logos on every car yeah. in that way. But it almost looks like it's sideways. Like I want to just like totally t- twist it. Yeah, like I wonder why degrees. it has to be that direction. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: And then yeah, Starbucks has changed there, and people always get mad every time they make any little change because you're comfortable,
1: right? The one I heard that people got really. Uh, we're like, Oh, we know what you're doing was Wendy's. Do you remember when Wendy's redid their logo
0: Yeah. with
1: the new girl Yeah. and her collar? Did you oh. hear that?
0: No, I didn't know. about. Okay. I'm going to
1: show this to you. So when Wendy's revamped their logo a little bit ago, and so the old one was like, I'm going to show Susie, but the old one was just a more detailed version. It kind of looks like, um almost more like retro, like 1950s something. So they redid it and they changed her shirt and the collar on the shirt, people say spells mom and subtly spells mom. I remember mom.
0: that a few years ago. Yeah. So
1: people are like, so it's kind of like how,
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's kind of like how, Oh, it like gives me chills. It's so Yeah. Like Amazon, the smile, the arrow is also a smile and like FedEx has the arrow inside and Bank of America is an eagle, not an American flag.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's a whole
1: bunch of ones where there's like hidden messages inside of it.
0: Wow. And so people were like, oh, Wendy's. But at least like with the Amazon, they might say like, yeah, we wanted it to look friendly and happy. Like Wendy's is like, what? That was not on yeah, purpose. Yeah, they straight
1: up deny it. But
0: there's no way because every element is exactly
1: intentional. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It says there's a hidden message in the new Wendy's logo. So,
0: I was reading this article on the same in the same vein about what makes a good color. Oh, and of course, it applies to logos and everything else. But it was saying, let me find my notes on it. It was just talking about how, like babies, for example, mm-hmm. we all know they prefer those super saturated, strong yeah. colors. I don't know, besides saturated, what you'd call them. Yeah. But like then teenagers, they they move towards more subtle, nuanced colors and um, more elegant colors. And then with adults, it's very muted, you know, whites, blacks, huh. grays, browns, unless they're trying to make a statement of like rebellion, like Andy Warhol or... Uh-huh. Um, even that woman we were talking about—that's like the the style totally. icon—and
1: I'm thinking of uh, like you know those the the people who like they always pop up in in news stories every now and then of like the green lime green lady, and every single thing she owns is lime green, and it becomes like a thing a part of
0: their identity. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, you know, we follow that trend of like bright, medium, muted. Oh, weird, and then. One thing I found shocking was that it said, Russian high school students see between 150 and 200 colors. Japanese high school students see between three and 400, um, which Whoa. they attributed to, um, in Japan, they teach more aesthetic-based disciplines and like have a focus um, on yeah, the art and of color yeah. and their Japanese words for that discipline and why it's important. And then it talked oh my about God.
1: there's Japanese words for that.
0: Yeah, in the so article, I just didn't know That's
1: interesting mm-hmm. because it, it, then I wonder if it's the emphasis on like uh, you're almost like telling a child, no, see more, look yeah. more. Yeah, there are look more colors. Look closer, rather than just accepting what the first who.
0: I mean what's a good color is arbitrary, but what's a good feminine product? That's not. It's a, Lola. A feminine for the color red. <laughs> right. Instead of that blue. Who yeah, are they kidding? Yeah. Uh, Lola has feminine products that are 100% natural. They're easy to feel good about because there's no BS. There's no mystery fibers, what's going on inside my body because they're upfront. Here's what's in there. And the Problem for me is that the FDA doesn't require brands to say what the ingredients of their Also the problem for me. Yeah. Like, just tell me what's in there. That's crazy that they don't. And so Lola offers complete transparency, which is wonderful for all of their tampons, pads, liners, wipes. Um, And so their products are 100% organic cotton, no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes, but they work. And I use them every month. And it's great because it's a subscription. It comes to your door and you can change, skip, or cancel anytime based on your cycle or your calendar or whatever. And it's founded by women, for oh, women. Love that. I love that. And so that's why we want you guys to give Lola a try. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter BrainCandy40 when you subscribe. So 40% off all subscriptions. Visit MyLola.com and enter BrainCandy40 when you subscribe. Give them a try and see what you think. I think you'll be very impressed and you won't have to go buy or send your husband out or your partner out to buy you your products. Um, so anyway, about the color situation. Um, it also went into detail about the relationship to music, which I always love when... Either math or music or art can be tied together. Yeah. It was just talking about harmony, the idea of harmony. When we look at colors combined together, like next to each other, we know what works and what doesn't. And that it correlates to the relationship between notes on, for example, a piano, keyboard. You could pick almost two, any two notes and play them together and they could be, they could sound good in your ear. but. It's harder to make that work when there are three. There's more likelihood of dissonance uh-huh. when you pick three random notes on mm-hmm. a keyboard. And so it's saying it's the same color. That if you have two uh-huh. and they're um, muted with like a common color, like if they have a background of a yellow or a gray, then it's likely to work. But like if you start adding other colors, mm-hmm. it's like your eyeballs are yeah, like stop like doing it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: And I wonder if you, in that same regard like you know how we have complementary colors and then we have contrasting colors yeah. so like yellow and purple because they're on opposite ends of the color spectrum yeah that we are like oh that's pretty it's together it's pleasing and it make our eye feels good about that i wonder if the same can be said about notes where if you get almost like the same can't like does does music have that same not a circle, but something where you can say, like, this is on one end. And if you were to cut it in half and hmm. mirror that and you found the matching note. On, Maybe. Like, took the piano keys and all the, you know, different notes they can play and divide it in half and then fold it in half. And would one on one end sound good with another one on the other end?
0: Maybe not. Maybe Because not. there's only eight, that you know,
1: notes. I, you say you know, but I don't. Well, like, like It's funny because in music, I know nothing about
0: yeah. I don't know how
1: it works. I don't know how I can't like, I've talked to Susie about this where I know that you have an ear that can hear music differently than I can. Like if we were to take the same way they did Russian children and Japanese children, <laughs> like I bet I can see different colors and you can hear different notes. Mm-hmm. And I want. oh my God, I wonder if that is different based on what you've. What you've kind of honed, what you in what area you've really like trained your brain, and what things you
0: practiced in? I mean, it definitely applies in the sense that you're creative, and I'm whatever the other thing is.
1: No, you are very musically creative. I could not play a single note on any instrument to save my life. I have tried,
0: but I don't think of music as being creative. I know it's an oh, art, oh, but it's ma- To me, it's math, like it's- which is also creative. Well, there are laws, though. Which I like, which is yeah. why, you know. But
1: the same could be said about art, which is why those colors work well together or Yeah. Don't.
0: So I'm sure there's like an overlap and it's like people fit on different yeah. ends of it. But in this case, like an octave has eight notes and then they just repeat. So even though a like piano has 88 keys, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of the same notes at different um, frequencies, oh, you know, okay. high pitch know. or low pitch. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. So, in that case, it's a little different when you say folded up because it's not exactly like that. Yeah. But I'm sure that it applies in the sense that different uh, distances create mm-hmm. more or less pleasing.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, this is, however, in that almost that eight.
0: Hmm. Oh. Right. Like when they're next to each other, it's like a little f- fucked up. Yeah. You're like, oh. yeah. but if there's a key in between, they sound nice together. Oh. It's just the whole thing. That's cool. Anyway, it's so funny that you are like it's. You've never heard this information before.
1: I, I don't. But I couldn't you took tell you. Music class? No. Nope. I took one time in school. They made us learn the recorder, and I was terrible at it.
0: You didn't have mandatory music? No. Oh, okay. Well, didn't then have you really any didn't mandatory
1: know. art classes whatsoever.
0: Well, that's a damn shame for you. I know. But you worked out all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we've talked about this on the show before, and I want to correct something, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how in the Victorian era, women were thought to have hysteria, and the doctors were curing them uh-huh. with orgasms through vibrators. Have yeah. we discussed this? Yeah,
1: which was absolutely in the books that they taught me in class. Totally. Yes.
0: In graduate school. we In grad school. Yeah. So that research was done by one scholar and um everyone just got real into it cuz that's so fun you know that explains a lot and yeah. it makes sense yeah. and she had citations but then a, a new scholar was like mm, I looked through your citations and like they really don't show that at all and the lady, the original lady was like, well, it was just a hypothesis. And oh she was my like, you god. didn't say that.
1: It's just a hypothesis that we've since based like a ton of stuff on. Yeah. They need to, oh my God. She's Let like, me have that article. I'm going to go show it to my sex therapy teacher. <laughs> and I'll be like,
0: hey, incorrect info. Yeah. Buddy. It's kind of a bummer because that's totally. such an interesting tale about, because th- according to myth now, oh my god, that's women crazy. were like. Depressed yeah. and like hanging out in their attics, just like brooding and yeah. mad. Yeah. And then doctors was were like, "Let me like just stimulate your genitals," and they were like, "Okay." And then, <laughs> this is like drunk history. Yeah. Oh, and okay. then they claimed that that's how the vibrator was invented because the doctors' wrists were getting like overworked, which um, <laughs> is now said to be false, and that. There's really no evidence, especially that this was something like widespread. Maybe like it happened a couple times or something, but that doctors were not treating women mm. with orgasms or using vibrators on wow, them.
1: Wow. That is a widespread false thing.
0: <laughs> well, like if I hope they can find like some new info, Yeah, you know, like maybe they'll be like, wait, we found it. It turns out women were getting... So, like,
1: why was the vibrator invented then? Because it was invented by men, by male doctors.
0: So there's a a separate, uh, I believe, scholarly article called Buzz that I didn't get a chance to read yet. Oh, that's good. It's the history of sex toys by another scholar. This is, like, academic research. And I'm sure she... tells you what (laughs) how that came to be oh my
1: god i'm gonna need to know (laughs) why well because i just feel like this is important we've been hoodwinked totally right clitoral (laughs) hoodwinked
0: right so i just if we in fact talked about that on the show i would just like to set the record straight i have to tell my uh advisor my graduate advisor too because she talks about that in her um uh, early American history. I feel like every, like every,
1: anytime a teacher can, professor can work this into the conversation. They do. It's
0: just good fun, right? But I oh. so I don't. I want to know more about the hysteria thing now because now it's like, wait, so how did they fix it? Coming oh, up whatever. on the next episode:
1: <laughs> History of Vibrators. Why were women hysteric? Yeah, because that's like a, a thing, and a early. I what I do know to be true is that early physicians, doctors, whoever what psychiatrists did not believe that women had a sex drive. Right. So there's I don't know. Anyways. We do. Yeah.
0: Just so you guys know. We do. Yeah. I'll tell you what I am hysterical about. My Mison awesome kitchen knives that I keep buying. I think I've bought like five uh of them for various people in my life because The knife is life changing. So I think I told you guys how I read Anthony Bourdain's book and he was like, all you really need is like a really nice kitchen knife, a paring knife, and then maybe like a serrated knife if you're making bread or cutting bread. And I was like, yeah, why do we have all these gazillion knives? Well, Meason solved the problem because they have a super affordable high end knife that they're selling directly to you for a fraction of the price. It is such a great gift if you know somebody that cooks, period, has a freaking kitchen. They need this. Um, but it's also great for your own home. Um, it's essential for, uh, for your kitchen, in my opinion. Um, it does it all. It's cheaper than the competitors. And the New York Times called it the holy grail of knives. What do you want? Come on. And they have free sharpening for life. I've tried the Misen Chef's Knife, and I really don't know how I ever cooked without it. It makes cooking faster, easier, and more fun. And now you can join in the fun in your kitchen. Our listeners will get a free paring knife when you purchase the Chef's Knife simply by going to Misen.co slash Brain Candy. It's a $35 value for free. That's M-I-S-E-N dot co C-O. Slash brain candy and start cooking sharp. Um, did you read about how, like, all the selfie deaths?
1: Oh my God. More?
0: Well, they were just in the New York Times, they were kind of tallying up the grand total uh, what they of say? like, there have been 250 documented selfie oh deaths. Oh my God. And that it, it's not funny, Sarah. I- I'm not <laughs> laughing. <know>. You're laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that they ranked them like into categories, I guess you could say oh, they no. they put them into categories, um, most of them surprisingly, Vehicular. well, we'll get to that, okay, most of them in this article were uh water related like if oh. you're in the ocean and you're like, "Who the fuck is taking their phone in the ocean i don't get that anybody who got the new updated one if you let me. <laughs> What? Nobody with
1: an old generation first-generation iPhone. wonder how they would
0: categorize if you fell over a waterfall. That's heights and water. Oh,
1: was there a heights category? Yeah. That would probably fall into heights. Fall into (laughs) heights.
0: Would water fall into heights? And then fire was a big one. Clearly my nightmare. And clearly, well... I, I suspect that they're, fire? they could classify these in by gender as well. I bet you there's a lot more male fire oh, deaths. Oh, I
1: see what we're doing here. Uh-huh. Like you're going to do something like that Border Patrol agent who thought it was a good idea to explode the stuff. Or like
0: pyrotechnics or, or yes. like fireworks okay. or something. I um, was thinking
1: more like hair cutting cut on fire <laughs> or like.
0: Maybe. You know. But then what you said is true. That probably the number one. Selfie death is automobile, but we don't know that. Oh
1: my God. So
0: they're just like killed in a car accident, and we don't realize, oh, they were dumbasses trying to take a picture. Oh, for goodness sakes. Is that interesting? Yeah. So you, I don't really understand selfie deaths, but.
1: I wish we would like stop inventing things that were like distractions and started inventing like things that would help us, like. Would allow- Basically, what I want are self-driving car- cars. Do you? Yeah. I think I, I really believe that not that many years from now, 20 years from now maybe, we'll say 50 to be on the safe side, we're going to be looking back going, can you believe we ever drove those things? Yeah, I Can agree. you believe that they ever trusted a human being to be behind those things?
0: Those like death gigantic, traps. like <laughs> metal death traps,
1: and to say like that somebody at sixteen when they're at the height of their impulsivity, and like that—that's when we're going to allow them to handle this two-ton missile <laughs> that's basically being self-guided into not even into who knows what. With them looking at the, no way. Well, what
0: would you do if like you didn't have to pay attention? Just take a nap. Or I something. do what I
1: did did uh, like I would do what I would do on a train or on the airplane.
0: Read a nice novel.
1: Read some. Read a book. Get like get some work done. Answer some emails. When I I mean, I was laughing when we talked about the guy who shaved, who uh, shaved his face on the train because I have absolutely worn. What did I do? I like wore hair dye or something on a train once. It's like I didn't have time, and it was like. It was back when my hair was black Are you kidding but i've me? definitely done something like that before like
0: grooming while... yeah
1: something ridiculous like that i used to never put on any makeup until i was on the train i was like
0: that's a good point i would put a lot of makeup on in the car yeah if i could and
1: then i could just like toss out my new year's resolution a few years ago to never do makeup in the car
0: right like you could just make it totally to do, do it, it in the car yeah
1: it would be like your station
0: cuz it does feel like a big waste of time huge how much we just sit there driving
1: <sighs> me It's like, if I had that kind of timer, like on my phone, like how it tells me how many minutes I used, if it told me how many, well, it does tell me miles, but like, it's ridiculous what I could get done.
0: How long does it take you to get to school? Uh,
1: Somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. Wow. Yeah. Like usually 45 minutes. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back.
0: That's really insane to me. And
1: uh, more if it's peak traffic times.
0: No yeah. wonder you were going to the car wash. Although I was thinking about how you, you claimed you like were complaining about the car wash, Worst. but I don't think you really told me what it is about the car wash that you, I think you said it's your biggest fear, B-
1: biggest source of anxiety, oh. like, like place that I can go where there's a 100% chance that I will leave more upset than I got okay, there.
0: Okay. Cause I, when you pr- proposed this anecdote, yes. I thought you were going to say when you drive through, you know, and you're in the car oh, and it's going. Oh, that's lovely. You like that? Love it. Um, I was anticipating you just saying it scares you or oh,
1: no.
0: what in the hell is It's the, the relinquishing
1: of control. It's got to be
0: when they start cleaning your car.
1: Yeah, because it's like I love it if it's that drive-through one where I drive through. I'm in At charge. The car
0: wash. Yeah. Oh,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, if I drive through, love it. If I can get out and I'm the one to clean the car myself, love it. Love every single thing about that moment. I was just trying to like maximize my time and like kill two birds with one stone and do some reading for school as somebody else was cleaning my car. But nobody has the standards of cleanliness that I do. So I get the car back and I just then am like – I probably should. I don't know. I should work on this <laughs> but,
0: i mean because i was gonna say you're, this is gonna blow your mind but you can clean your own car yeah this this, this i know was supposed to be a time saver and
1: i've always cleaned my own car but i thought i was like okay you're at that age where like you have the funds to like you know you don't need to be like penny pinching everywhere so like you could spend the extra four dollars to have somebody do it for you sarah and so i'm like because land like for my husband's like he just goes there he just drops it off it's like Why a didn't half an hour a problem when- he says that he does, but he, he like they don't, yeah, they're not girl. as bad with him because mm-hmm. he said that to me. I told him I was like complaining on my way. I'm like, I hate that place. He's like, Yeah, they're bad to me. So I can imagine what it would be like for you, like mm-hmm. giving him a hard time about like wanting things cleaner or like I don't know how specific I have to be. Wow, but I don't know.
0: I mean, I just might have to move into your DIY category. Yeah, I
1: think it just I I the, I last. I went there for the last time. I will only do it myself or have somebody at Atlanta take it there or something.
0: How about how, speaking of anxiety, yeah. I had to go to the doctor for my migraine. Oh, and you went? And like, you know how they do the blood pressure? Mm-hmm. And-
1: On the sphygmomanometer.
0: Yes. Yes. And they did it three times and it kept being high. And she kept going like, go to your happy place. And I'm like, I am. But I do get nervous <sighs> at the doctors So like, I thought that might've been it. Yeah. And I was like- this is really weird. This is not good, you know, like um and she's like oh, yeah. they do it three times and then after the third time she's like, You gotta come back in two weeks and we gotta recheck. After I left, those dumbasses, uh, who I told I had been taking anti migraine medicine for the last four days, oh. it gives you high blood pressure. Oh and I was like I was really.
1: That should be the first thing they check. Sh- what
0: medication are you
1: currently on? That well, seems like part of the assessment. They did ask me
0: like what I take, yeah. which I told them birth control and whatever. Yeah. But like then in the appointment, I said, "Here's what I did for the migraine. I uh. took this, this, and this." And you would think she'd be like, "Oh, well, that's why your friggin' blood pressure was higher than normal." So now yeah. I gotta go back. I gotta pay the copay, seventy bucks. Get out of town. Yes. Are you I'm gonna not call Danielle about that? <laughs> Probably not, so was, I will mention it. You I'll should. be like, I really feel like I shouldn't have to pay this. Yeah,
1: because that's really annoying. When, no, no, no. That's a stopping polite moment. You should call them back. You
0: think so? Yeah,
1: because that's right in line with mine. Remember when I yeah. went in and it was the same thing? It was like, oh, we can't do
0: anything for this. But I guess because there's no. Wait, like I can't prove that that's what it was. Although I you definitely you think.
1: can absolutely say I was on this medication and that caused a high heart rate. And she sent me out of there without any assessment right. of the medications I was on. I just feel like had I been more <laughs> clear, that yeah. I would still be in that appointment. Or they wouldn't be charging me. A second, blah 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 blah. You I'll can, do
0: it, and oh, then, then I'll, give me the I'll phone, report. The no no no. When <S laughs> I go in, because I will have to go back, and I'll just say here's yes the situation. Yes,
1: yeah, they'll do it.
0: I hope. But yeah. I mean, do when you go to the doctors, are you anxious? Because I, I do get nervous. Uh,
1: not, I've never once had them, uh, do, like recheck my blood pressure or anything like that. And in fact, I almost look at it as kind of like a fun challenge to see if I can get like lower it.
0: Right. That's how I you am. You know, so I'll
1: watch it and I'll be like, okay,
0: deep Ooh. breath, relax. Me too. Calm your shoulders. Blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is how there is a disgusting, this is actually what's it's called, disgusting food museum Oh, in I think Sweden. Do they
1: have mayonnaise on there? <laughs> <laughs> Melted cheese?
0: <laughs> no, but you could follow them on Insta, disgusting food, food museum. Is this something that's like, like I, d-
1: cause is it like a Dr. Pimple Popper or like where I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not, like not going to be able to unsee this.
0: No, but the descriptions really are not savory. Like, I thought, well, how bad could it be, you know? Yeah, it like it. Like, they have um, this big, one of the things I saw was, like, a big, what would you call that, jug? Mm-hmm. Clear jug mm-hmm. um, of clear liquid. And then at the bottom is just, like, a huge pile of dead, like, baby mice. And okay. It, and it's called what is that? mice wine or something. And it's, like, in some places. What?
1: This is, okay, I know, this is the account that uh, whoever is the game producer on the challenge clearly follows, and they're like, oh, what are we going to have him eat this season? I don't know, what were the last things that this person posted or, in the disgusting food museum?
0: Or the museum curator watches the challenge.
1: Uh, or that, <laughs> absolutely.
0: The the curator describes himself as a disgustologist, and he wants to challenge the assumptions about food and how disgust is cultural and contextual, which of course That is true. Yeah. But they have like penis, boo, like beer or alcohol. There was Dorian, of course. I said, okay, like, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, like,
1: I didn't, I wasn't, I I didn't, that didn't even sink in until afterwards, what you just said. I like.
0: I don't know the details, like whose penis, why are the three, I don't know. Oh,
1: good question. Three
0: penis, something, booze or beer. Oh. And so. Is
1: there a food that others would call absolutely disgusting, like. In a culture or whatever, like that, you've eaten and you're like, oh, that's not bad. And I actually kind of like it.
0: I was trying to think of like a mayor, what's gross that we do that other cultures would be like, forget it. Mayonnaise. I do think that is towing the line. Yeah, man Yeah. Okay, yeah. As um, like other people would be like, what?
1: What is that?
0: Uh, it's really because it looks
1: like pus. That really gets <laughs> me. That's the thing. That's why. That's why for me. Because the like, taste anything- is weird probably like what Puss would taste like (laughs) i mean i've never tasted it but probably like that right um you know what i love Mm. crickets
0: oh right i fucking love them well that's the other thing the curator said they want to encourage the sustainable proteins like yeah
1: i think they're absolutely delicious i could eat them as a snack morning noon and night they're Morning, so, noon, I'm and I'm not night. even kidding. In fact, talking about them right now is making me crave them.
0: Three square oh, a day. They're
1: so good. But, but I think it's the seasoning I like.
0: Well, I think you're probably right about that. Obviously. Have you ever had plain? No. You should try those. I
1: should. But I like that they're crunchy. They're like I like the texture. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I like, I'm just the love mouth them. The mouthfeel. I love a good cricket mouthfeel.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, it's been fun, everyone. We'll see you next time.